a message from the government of Canada. So all of us have that one that got away, right? The person we really liked and it didn't work out for whatever reason? Usually because we didn't use our words to say, Hey, I uh, really like you. You have nice hair and you smell good and make me laugh. Because there was a lot of other stuff going on. And we were worried they'd go ooh and crush our spirits. But if there's someone you really like and they smell nice and make you laugh, maybe just go talk to them. Maybe say, hey, I uh, really like you. And maybe they'll say ew, but probably they won't. So let's just be earnest and honest, okay? And if you like someone, just tell them. And it'll be okay. And if someone tells you that you're their one, just be nice about it. We can have nicer social interactions. Let's just use words. Oops, sorry folks, this wasn't actually from the government of Canada, but hey, it still matters, okay? Hey everybody, welcome to episode 155 of the Up for Discussion podcast, a show that doesn't really matter except when it super does. I'm Tom Zalatni. I'm Kate Bradley. And we've got a special guest coming to us over Skype from Europe, which is wild. Exciting. Uh, <laughs> he is the author of a brand new productivity book that comes out the day that we're launching this episode uh, called Scary Fast. Uh, his name is Brian Stegner and he is here. How are you doing? I am doing well. Good. Yeah, Brian and I have known each other and have worked together on various things for the past like six or seven years and for some reason this is the first time we're having him on the show and it's over <laughs> skype <laughs> well, it's I'm, very I'm, ironic i'm yeah. very excited this is happening very very interested in this topic so very eager to hear your thoughts on this brian uh, i'm glad to be doing it it's just the I, what day is the is this podcast officially airing as people are listening to this what day is it officially officially the uh 13th of 13th okay yeah. well actually the book is actually coming out uh the book is technically out now. Okay. This is a sec moderate secret, but it's in sort of like a pre it's in a like time where I'm asking my brother to like download it and make sure that it looks okay and, and right. do all those things. Then on Sunday, uh, the 11th, which is just a couple days before this comes out, it's my birthday and I'm turning 39 and I'm giving the book away for free. Nice. So oh. that's the, yeah, that's the special, just for a couple of days it'll right. be for free. So it'll reach into, uh, if you're listening to this right as when the podcast comes out, then I'm guessing it's going to be free for like something crazy, like 24 hours, and then it'll it'll go away. Okay. It'll be there, but pay for it. So now's your chance, guys, if you want it for free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get in on that for yeah. sure. <laughs> Inside information. That's so, right. So, Brian, this is a productivity book, sort of life hacking stuff. Do you want to sort of give our audience a, a rough idea of what they're uh, uh, of what you're dealing with? The reason I wrote the book, there's a lot of productivity, productivity books out there. Like if you go on Amazon and you look up productivity, you will spend all day clicking through them. There's a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, you know, some of them are, are better than others. Um, what this book is, is supposed to be for people who've already read a productivity book or they've read all the productivity books and they're looking for something more. It's advanced productivity hacks. It's the stuff that would be um, 
unsafe to use if you weren't already moderately able to accomplish things and moderately able to uh, organize your life in a way that um, if you became suddenly more productive, you, you wouldn't die. That that's kind of the, the <laughs> it's a little bit it's a little bit facetious um, because, you know, you, you probably could read it and be OK. But I do have a picture on the cover of like a guy with like a solid state rocket uh, strapped to his back. And the idea is it's it's scary fast. It's not it's not necessarily fun to go that fast. Right. But if you want to learn how to go that fast this book will teach you those, those evil things and then you won't be able to unlearn them. So the, the first part of the book is mainly just some, some warnings towards that end that, you know, I don't take any responsibility for what happens if you, if you read. <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. That's, that's essentially it. Yeah. And then that's like, you know, that's like 50% joking and 50% real. You, you can, <laughs> people do, people do develop health problems when they accomplish too many things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So that's that's kind of the general that's the general idea of the book. That's very cool cuz like it's true there are so many books out there but they are mostly introductory level uh books so it's cool to know that there are there's that other level. It's like no, I function quite well but I need a power boost. What can I do? What are the like where can I cut the fat? Tell me. So that's what we're going to find in this. So this book will not work super well for people who aren't productive yet. So do you have some some tips for those people, for people who are, I guess, like novices in the productivity world? What would be your like first piece of advice? Well, <clears throat> I did run into that problem. Like I, I felt, you know, you write something and you put it out into the world and then you feel like morally responsible for what happens to your readers. Yeah. And if all these people went and like killed themselves with productivity and had heart attacks or something, I would feel bad yeah and responsible so and i know people will be like read all the warnings and they'll be like yeah 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 and then they'll just keep reading like completely ignore them and not take them seriously even though i like repeat like repeatedly warn them for several pages um so i felt obligated to put in like at least some basic skills some basic guardrails um knowing that people are too lazy to go read a different book. They're already committed to this one. So, <laughs> well, they've already bought just, it or got it for free. You can't expect them to buy yeah, a second Yeah, that's book, right. You know? Especially when it was free. Yeah, it's like giving out free pharmaceutical grade <laughs> things. But, you know, like crickets and free pills. Don't take them unless you read the label. Yay, drugs. So, yeah, so I did the first section. The, the book says it has seven advanced hacks, but it actually has... Um, I think there's 13 or 14 basic skills that I lay out in the beginning. Sort not, I don't elaborate on, on them greatly, but I do try to at least give, um, those to kind of get people an idea of like what their life should look like or what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, not only does it help them know what to do, like if they started doing all those things, great, keep reading. If you're reading all these things, you're like, I don't do any of this stuff. Then maybe that's a signal that you should just pause, work on that. Uh, and come back for the next piece when you've got that first stuff down. And I actually, for the last two weeks, well, as of the when this comes out, I'll have done two weeks of just short, uh, like one minute videos coming out on Facebook and YouTube that talk through these basic, you know, these basic skills that you need to have. So I think you asked like, what would what what would they be? So like the the very first one that I do in the book and I put in the video, um, for dealing with, you know, to try to increase your level of productivity in sort of a normal average way, mm-hmm. uh, is you need to start lifting weights. Interesting. And 
Yeah, I know, Tom. You you lift weights sometimes, right? Oh, you mean like li- literally lifting weights? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, this was not this was not a metaphor. This is physically <laughs> moving a heavy object around with your body. Yeah, I I don't as often as I used to, admittedly, but uh, I, I've definitely felt more productive at times when I'm regularly doing some kind of physical activity. So I think that makes sense. Well, it's more, and that's so it's more than just being. I mean, physical activity is important. I think you know. When you don't exercise, you don't feel as good. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel good, you don't feel like doing anything. So that's true. But specifically lifting, uh, you know, doing weight resistance, doing any sort of like heavy, especially if it's like a large uh, body movement, Mm. um, like a bench press or a squat, um, those types of movements convince your body and your brain that you are capable of doing more just because you've gone through the experience of doing something that doesn't seem like you should be able to do it. Like it's not normal that you'd be, you know, bench pressing your body weight one time, which is, I guess the average of what quote unquote healthy people are supposed to be able to do. Wait, really? I don't think most people can do that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I can tell you, you know, the, the less you weigh, the easier that is. Right. But then, you know, it's, it's, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to hit for, for most folks, but, but being able to do that type of movement or being able to do that type of thing has some sort of measurable effect on people's self-perception. Mm. And a lot of what you accomplish in life is, is based on your self-perception. When people don't think if you can't, if you don't believe you can do it, there's no way you can do it. Right. But, oh, I'm, I'm excited right now. This is so, cause <laughs> I, I have a lot of trouble with productivity and especially with getting started. And uh, like you were saying, obviously, uh, physical exercise in general, very helpful to keep your, you know, your base higher. But that idea of just like keeping kettlebells right next to my computer and just like, okay, I'm going to start working in 15. Let me just go raw for a couple minutes and then (laughs) give myself that confidence of I've accomplished this, this hard thing and having that boost. Mm -hmm. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. 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 It alters that. It alters your body chemistry. Um, You release more testosterone, which, you know. For men or women makes you angrier, makes you more angry in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. More aggressive, you know, to go do that thing. To tackle the easiest the hard thing, task. Yeah. If you're if you're feeling low and you can't seem to get started on something, just do as many push ups as you comfortably can and then go drink some water and you'll you'll guaranteed you'll feel way better about doing whatever it is you have to do. And that kind of will jump. That'll at least get you started. And then there's other tricks for keeping yourself going. I don't. I mean, I'm not going to do these all in order, but I'll. Just well, yeah, because we. Up. I mean, obviously, <laughs> we're, we're promoting the book. We don't. Yeah. We can't go through the whole book in its entirety. But that's what I, I wanted to to touch on uh, as well. I think it's really great that you have that first portion because. I another one of my problems to make it all about me is that I overestimate what I can accomplish. Mm. So I I really see somebody picking up the book and being like, yeah, I can totally do this. I want to put that rocket on my mm. back. But then that's just that slowdown of like, wait, are you actually taking care of yourself in these ways first? So I think it's a very, very good idea. <laughs> can to you put even that pick the up the rocket? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's is there... Right. With, with that like weightlifting stuff, is there an element of it that has to do with like disciplinary things as well? Where like because you're sort of training yourself to spend time with um, like physical things in your body, you sort of are whether intentionally or not, you're kind of creating that as a discipline that maybe will extend into other parts of your life. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. It increases your it increases your discipline because um, 
a lot of times when you have a task to do that you don't want to do, the pain that you're experiencing is psychological. You have this a resistance to going through the psychological pain of doing your math homework. It just you just don't want to do it because mm-hmm. it's going to feel bad. Um, weightlifting feels bad on your body, especially. Well, it can feel good if you're into it after you know a few weeks and you're practicing regularly. But if you just if you just physically hurt yourself doing push-ups, not hurt in a bad way, not injure, but to to feel that pain in your muscles. If you can overcome that pain, if you're doing that, you know, on a regular basis, uh, you're training yourself to man up or woman up over whatever it is that you're you're struggling to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, another way that that people will another basic skill is cold exposure. I should say that with this cold exposure and um, weightlifting, you know, all the usual FDA Health Canada disclaimers, <laughs> please don't go lift weight. Don't go squat 800 pounds and hurt yourself and sue. So many um, bodies will be found with your book upon their chest. <laughs> it's an ebook, so they'll be. Oh, right. It's not it for, clutching their not, phones. Have, that's right. Clutching their phones. Yeah. So with that, you, you just have to be careful, especially if you have any any kind of pre-existing uh, condition. Talk mm-hmm. to your doctor, all that. But um, with cold exposure, um, there's a couple of things that are really interesting. I mean, this has been kind of a big deal for like five or 10 years now, more and more. But it's not normal that we don't feel the cold um, as human beings. Like mm-hmm. we didn't, you know, cavemen didn't have North Face jackets and, and Canada Goose jackets. And I know like being in Montreal, like you have every opportunity to feel cold, but we choose not to right. uh, if we can help it. But that's bad for us. It's bad for us um, emotionally and physically. We should feel more temperature swings. That's more natural. Hmm. And so back in the day when people were um, being diagnosed with depression, they would, as a sort of holistic remedy, they would just dunk them in ice water. Fuck. Which kind of seemed really really cruel. And so they stopped doing it along with, you know, shock therapy and other things. Right. But it turns out it's actually super effective and taking antidepressants isn't good for you probably. So, you know, if you can deal with it, uh, don't stop taking your antidepressants because they said that. But. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. All the warnings, yeah, yeah, all yeah. the warnings. <laughs> Just asterisks. Yeah. Talk to your doctor. But but cold exposure is really, really effective. It, it helps keep your mood elevated. Hmm. It uh, it also helps you deal with pain. Lifting weights leaves you sore all the time. Right. Um like my son right now is, is turn, he's going to turn 12 in, uh, June. And we, we as North American people don't have like rites of passage. Usually like we don't give our kid a, a knife and send him out into the woods and tell them to find a spirit animal. Speak for yourself. <laughs> right. Well, we do, we do. We don't do the knife and the spirit animal, but we do do, we do this big coming of age thing and we prepare them. And so he's got all these challenges he's working on right now. Oh, and cool. one of them is how to do all these push ups. And, and, um, and he had to take 10 day, 10 days in a row of like an ice cold shower, Oof. uh, five minutes, five this minutes, is five minutes lot. of ice cold shower. Yeah. And he worked up to it, but he, mm. he's embraced the challenge. He's loving it. He right. finished, he complete, that was the first challenge he completed was doing the, the, the ice water or the cold showers. But, um, but the push ups. so he's sore all the time, right? All the time. He's always complaining, ah, oh, my arms hurt. My chest hurts. I'm like, yep. Cause you're doing, you know, 50 pushups every day and he keeps adding more on. 
So that kind of pain is with you all the time, mm-hmm. but it's less, less acute when you're standing in an ice cold shower, like it'll force the air out of your lungs. It really feels bad. Yeah. So that's sort of taking it to the next level in terms of doing a hard thing, <laughs> training yourself to do hard things that you don't want to do. Um, and then also just a higher level of like dealing with pain. You, you do have to be careful cause you can black out. Like if you're doing in the shower, you can black out. Yeah. You don't want that. I just saying I end every shower with, with just turning it to cold for, mm-hmm. you know, like 10, 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. And it's like an extra cup of coffee in the morning. Right. Yeah. Well, well I, I've done a, um, smaller version of that, which is just holding an ice cube in your hand, mm-hmm. um, which hurts <laughs> like a motherfucker, but it's, it, for me, uh, with my own personal struggles with depression, often facing a feeling of numbness and not being able to to get going, like I was saying earlier. So the ice cube mm. is sort of it's like you were saying of showing you that you can endure mm-hmm. pain and also um, giving you a, a, that physical sensation that awakens the mind. Yeah. You know, like I am present. This is happening right now. You've actually you've actually been using the cold therapy specifically for you know, some level of, of, of depression to, to bring yourself into the present and actually be able to move forward. You've been doing this for a while. I've been doing it for a while, but I have never, uh, associated it with do it directly before you're intending to do something. Like it's always been just like sort of a mood, um, a tool to, to, to be more awake and and be more present. Okay. But but the idea of doing the weights or the ice cold stuff just before you intend to do something it it because it's all about momentum. It's mm-hmm. building on things to be able to to continue. So that makes a lot of sense to me, and I'll definitely try that. Totally. Maybe not the five minute shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's ease, wild. It, you got to find easy ways, quick, quick, quick ways to just insert these things into your, particularly your your morning, right? Because mm-hmm. you're starting out, and every day when you get out of bed, it's like low tide. You're most people don't jump out of bed primed to like do crazy things. Yeah, they're looking for the coffee pot or whatever which is helpful. Yeah. Um, that's but interesting. yeah, if you put a few of these things in to your morning routine, it's super easy. It alters your whole day. Yeah. Well, that, that that's interesting to me because we've actually, for the past couple of weeks, been talking a little bit about this kind of thing. Because uh, a couple of weeks ago, one of our Patreon supporters asked us what we do to motivate ourselves to get out of bed in the morning. And uh, there was a lot of like, which led us to, you know, thinking about like, what things can we do to kind of set things for ourselves that happen in the morning that we will enjoy that will motivate us to get there um so you know things like having a cup of coffee or like looking at a plant like you know just sort of finding pleasant Mm -hmm. things that we can motivate ourselves with uh and it's interesting like continuing that thread and saying okay so like what stuff can we do first thing in the morning to not just like make waking up fun but also to make waking up productive yeah make it like a, a solid start to the day that's interesting. Yeah, you're you're right. The the that's one of the one of the principles. I think it's in there. One of the ones is um, like start the day with small wins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, so right. sometimes people talk about um, make your bed. You, you, there's a book called Make Your Bed. I think some military guy wrote it. Um, but it's essentially the idea that like if you if you start your day with like these small wins, these little things that are super easy to do, like you don't have to make your bed like you're in the military, just pull the cover right. up to the top of the bed. You right. know, don't leave it in a wad at the bottom because all day that wad, wadded bed sheet is going to be in the back of your mind yeah. bringing you down. Yep. Just like that infinitesimal amount. 
Yeah, because it piles up, right? It every, does. Every little thing is is in the back of of your mind. Like I was, I've, I've said before, maybe on the show about like even just seeing uh, clumps of dog hair in the corners of the of the floor. I'm like, oh fuck, and then like that adds <laughs> onto the bed, and that adds onto the dish on the counter. Yeah, that, you know. Yeah, yeah. It it also, it depends on how like neurotic you are about that. Like it bothers me little things like that. So I have to, mm-hmm. I like, I don't have an emotional choice sometimes about cleaning certain things. It's <laughs> just probably like if my, if my family leaves the house, I'm like going to, I'm like, I'm going to get so much done because I'm introverted and I can really focus and, and I can start like task stacking and like build up momentum and do crazy things because they're gone, mm. but not until I've cleaned the kitchen. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be, it'll be crying out to me while I'm in my office. They'll be like, clean, clean me. And I'm like, ah, I got to go clean the kitchen and get that done first. I wish I had that necessity. <laughs> but I have, I have like, I've, I've started, uh, I, I may have mentioned this again, the, the, a job coach that once taught me to see and do. If you see something and notice something and aware of it, do it immediately. Mm. Like she literally threw away a, a dead plant in her office to show me like this is I, the plants dead. <laughs> I need to throw this out. And she just did. And now I've actually started like putting the, you know, the little prison lines on my calendar of like when, when I see something and do it, right. I put my little line. So I'm like, and now I'm competing with my husband to, to do as many as I can. Nice. But yeah, like you were saying that the, the accumulating those small wins is so incredibly valuable and the physical to me anyways, and I, 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 I imagine for other people it's that way too. The lifting a weight is is something that i know i can physically do Mm. there's not a kind of doubt in my mind of like can i complete this drawing or can i you know it's like i know i can put my hand on this and lift it immediately right so it's achievable and it's fast but it's it's physically doing something too which i guess like mentally prepares you for the idea of being able to do other stuff Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, exactly tom when you were talking about getting out of bed or that that's the question you guys were dealing with before from from patreon was was what do you do to get out of bed yeah yeah it was uh help me motivate myself to wake up in the morning okay i don't get out of bed right away that's what that's my solution really i stay no i'm in bed i'm in bed for probably it depends on the day but i'm in bed probably for like another 40 minutes usually and i'm jealous the reason is is because i have like a routine that I follow in the morning, and this isn't necessarily in the book specifically, but um, I have a routine in the morning that I follow that stacks those small wins up for me to the point where I'm more than I'm. I'm partly I'm allowing my mind to fully embrace the day and wake up, mm. but like I go through I go through my inboxes so that I know that my email is sort of murdered down to like a reasonable level, like get rid of all the junk hmm. so that I have clearly articulated the things that I'll need to address later after coffee. Right. Um, and I go through my Trello, which is like my, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Trello, but it's a, so like a project management thing mm-hmm. where you can build cards and like move them over as you accomplish things. And so we use that in my family for just like to-do lists and, and stuff like that. So I build my Trello for the day. So I know exactly what I have to do that day. And I kind of put it all in order and queue it up according to like personal and business and, and other topics. Um, and I do like my, I do my Bible reading and I read the news and then I get up and then I make coffee and I make protein and do, you know, at that point would be like push-ups and then cold shower, you know, all of those things sort of slowly stack up up until when we have like kind of uh, I go down to my office and I'll do my email and banking cash flow stuff. And then by the, by like 11 o'clock, we're on like a late schedule cause we stay up late and get up late. But by 11 o'clock I'm having 
breakfast or 11 Z's with the family. And I've accomplished basically all of my small wins. And by that point, I'm really cruising. Like <laughs> I'm emotionally charged. I can accomplish like the hard thing, the hard thing to do. So after breakfast, then I go down and I, I spend two to three hours on some hard thing, whether it's writing a chapter or doing some website design or, or something that is going to require more, more focus. All of the little niggly things, like when you're talking about, like, if you see it, do it. Mm-hmm. All of those are gone from my life at that point mm-hmm. or I hide them. <laughs> I hide them where I can't see them. <laughs> I erase my whiteboard and I focus and, uh, and drill down on, on getting something hard done, the harder mm-hmm. things. So what time do you actually open your eyes in the morning? Like, what's your alarm set to? That is a good question. Because we're on this trip right now, life is very, very different. We're, we're, in, we're in operating out of Europe for uh, the school year. But at home, I would say 8.30, 9 o'clock, somewhere in there. We have a sunrise clock. This is not in the book at all. But if you can get your hands on a sunrise clock, <laughs> that is life-altering. You what black out your window. Oh, it is magical. This has been the most life-altering purchase I've, I've, I've ever made. It's, it glows like you, you have to have a blackout shade so you you can control the light coming into your window. Mm-hmm. And then you basically just choose when you want the sun to rise in your room and you can get different models, but the one we have goes from like a deep red and then it slowly gets warmer and it becomes orange and then yellow and then blindingly white light. And it just slowly tells your brain it's you're going to need to wake up soon. So you got to wrap up this dream where someone's trying to kill you. Or you're fighting something. I have really stressful dreams. And so then, you know, the dream starts wrapping up and usually maybe like 15 minutes before the birds start singing on this thing, I already wake up cause I'm like, Oh, it's getting bright out. Mm-hmm. And I like roll over and then the birds start or whatever. And then I'm, then I'm completely awake. And this is possible. Even if I have to get up to catch a plane at like five o'clock in the morning, because my brain doesn't, you don't wake up like that thing. Like you hear the alarm, like eh, 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 eh. Mm-hmm. you snap awake and you don't even know who you are or what yeah. day it is. Yeah, that yeah, ever yeah, happened yeah. to you? Oh, That's because your brain is just like at the deepest possible chemical level, not participating, <laughs> not awake. And that never happens with the sunrise clock. Right. I'm a huge, huge fan. And and you can program that to like can can you program the sunrise clock to wake you up anytime you want even if the sun's not really out outside? Oh yeah, it has nothing to do with the real world. Okay. That's why yeah. you need the blackout shade. You have to create oh, a dark right. environment, no 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 light coming in from any other sources, and then this thing will will generate a sunrise at any time, <laughs> and it can stretch it out from, you know, I think twenty minutes to forty minutes or forty five minutes. Ever sometimes you can do it quicker mm. and. It even can turn off at night. You can put it on like going to sleep and it will slowly get darker until you can't read what you're reading anymore. And you're like, I guess I should go to sleep. But your brain is designed to start winding down as the light starts going down. It's like the opposite of the problem people have because they're looking at their phones late at night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're staring at that blue screen and Apple made it like yellowy at night. So Mm -hmm. it's like not as bad for you, but still you shouldn't be looking at it. Yeah. Um, You should you know, reading a book or Kindle or something. And then, you know, the light goes down. I don't use that feature as much because I get frustrated because I like want to keep reading, but, uh, and the Kindle is backlit. So it right. doesn't, doesn't stop it. Yeah. I, you can use like Philips hue light. Well, Philips, there's a bunch of brands, but, um, uh, the new led lights mm-hmm. that you can control with your phone. And I'm remembering now uh, it's ridiculous uh, uh, how many like productive things you implement and then 
shit gets real, you stop doing it, and then you kind of forget yeah. that you did that and that you had that structure in your life. So you kind of start it with, from scratch instead of being like, what worked back then? Let's do that again. Because we did do that. And it mm. was uh, extremely helpful. And, and when you sort of half wake up and the light is at like that deep orange, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm cool for another hour or whatever. And it's a relaxed, yeah, yeah. it's not like snoozing an alarm. It's it's sort of a calm, comforting notion to be like, oh, it's still red. I'm good. Yeah. You're doing that with the bulbs, the Philips. Yeah. The Philips bulbs with a smart app on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's the brand. I think that's the brand that makes the sun clock thing that I have. Oh, yeah. That's not, you can make your whole house have a sunrise. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's yeah. so much fun. <laughs> that just makes fun. me want to live in a pitch black cave with only those lights set up. Yeah. But that's the other thing, right? I, I'm really happy you mentioned that the blacking out the window. Because as soon as you have that other light coming in, it, it's going to screw with, right. with oh, the, yeah. the fake sunrise. Well, winter winter time you're fine, but in the summer it's going to you know you'll have a real sunrise coming way too soon. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. At least yeah. in my case, if you have to get up early, I don't think this product sells very well because a lot of people do have to get up with the sun, but mm-hmm. I don't, so I really need this. I need my <laughs> own control. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I find even I like to have the room fairly dark when I go to bed at night. So I usually will close my curtain so that there's as little light coming in as possible from the streetlights outside. So for me, like, I feel like that would actually maybe be helpful, even though I wake up usually when the sun is coming up, uh, just because that way I could, you know, not have to have trouble falling asleep. Oh, yeah. If you have streetlights outside, we have that same. There's a park across the street from our house and it's like. Mm daylight outside all the time or if there's a baseball game or something it's insane so yeah we black out all the kids we've been doing this for years because when the kids are little little kids like to go to bed early yeah and and get up really 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 early and we hated that so we just put (laughs) we just covered their windows and we told them when they you know they just we just moved their schedule back our kids would sleep in till nine when other kids were getting up at five and it was yeah so we've always used blackout shades that's yeah that's a good really parenting helpful. hack. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that'll be the next the next scary fast parenting. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how is a good meal like an interesting person's brain? They're both rich and nourishing. True, but wrong answer. Uh, you can get a lot out of them. True again, but still not what I was getting at. Both look appetizing when plated up with an elegant garnish. Odd, but I I guess there's a lot of ways a brain is like a meal. But the most important similarity is that they're both things George Poppy digs into in his talk show podcast, Digging In. Up for Discussion is sponsored by Digging In, a show where host George Poppy, the smartest, hungriest podcaster on the planet, invites interesting guests over to enjoy a home-cooked meal while talking about their passions. It will make you laugh, cry, salivate, and wish you had both a tasty meal and a deep, complex mind. Check out Digging In, available on iTunes and Google Play. Digging In, for hungry bellies and hungry minds. I'm Julian McKenzie, co-host of the Scrum Podcast, a sports show I'm doing with my podcasting partner in crime, Tristan Damore, on the UpFord Network. Every week, we analyze something different from the Canadian sports media landscape. Lack of diversity, getting a job in the field, coverage of different sports, and answering some of the harder questions. Through a combination of back-and-forth discussion and high-profile guest interviews, we're aiming to figure out exactly what's up in the world of sports. Find us wherever podcasts are sold. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Message in a Bottle, Morse Code, Telegram, Singing Telegram, Target, Walgreens, Bird's Nest, Dad's Shed, uh, and a crowded convention center bathroom. That was all tangented off 
productivity tip number one. What's yeah. uh, can we know what productivity tip number two is? Uh, let's see. Well, that was a few of them. We did weightlifting, cold exposure, small wins. Um, one of my favorites is lying to yourself. Because <laughs> I didn't, Mine these too. are supposed to be basic. So I, I kind of assume that like half of people listening to this do this. Maybe not, maybe without like actively realizing it or doing it. Mm-hmm. These are supposed to be basic things. But um, for instance, like when I'm, I, I do this all the time. When I'm thinking like, oh, I'll wash the dishes. And um, and I don't, there's a huge, let's just say an enormous stack of dishes. You don't want to do them, but you just think I'll just wash these three dishes here. Mm-hmm. And you tell yourself after that, I'm going to go watch TV. I'm going to go watch Netflix. But after the, I wash these three dishes, what, what happens is you finish those three dishes and you realize in that moment you were lying to yourself and that you were really going to do six dishes. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, that's, that was the real plan all along. And you wash those. But then after that, you're, you just end up doing all of them right. because you just keep sort of like leading yourself on and lying to yourself. Um, I do this all the time with writing. You're like, oh, I'll just write a couple paragraphs and then I'll go do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just keep telling yourself, oh, that looks pretty good. I'll just do a couple more. I'll just do a couple more. But in the back of your mind, you know, probably, probably the, the option is open that you may be take, you may be intending to write 3000 words, but you're just telling yourself you're going to do 200 words. Yeah. That's a really helpful way of just getting started. It makes you feel like you have the, you have, when you, when you say if like you are going to do something and you, and you feel bad if you quit, mm-hmm. you're not quitting because you already <laughs> Every everything over everything over those first two hundred words is a huge win because yeah. you weren't even mm-hmm. planning doing it in the first place and you feel good. You're like, I did three hundred words. I feel so jazzed. I might even write another hundred words right now just because I'm I have such a good groove going. I I overshot my my goal of two hundred words so easily. Yeah. yeah. So those kinds of things convert convert it. And then when you do decide to stop, there's no guilt. You feel like you did a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're lowering the stakes. I I found this incredibly. Uh, helpful. Hmm. Um, I learned it as the one tooth. Uh, like you, when you tooth. don't want to brush your teeth, I'm just going to brush one tooth, which is a bad example because <laughs> you're never going to brush one tooth. And you should absolutely brush, brush your teeth. Your teeth. Brush, I'll brush all the warning, brush, brush all your teeth. Plus. But it's really, you're really hitting it. Like what say the, the, the fact that there is no failure because it's just that you, you plan the tiny thing hmm. and then you, you exactly. Cause it's you, a lot of the times that I don't want to do something is because I'm afraid of the failure that's associated with quitting and you're taking that off the table. So I I found that very, very effective. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've, I've done that like unintentionally a lot, but -hmm. it's interesting to hear about it as like an actual productivity tool. Cause like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. That is something that you can take advantage of and, and use as much as possible. Yeah. And it's surprising how easily, cause I mean, I know it's a productivity tool. I know I'm (laughs) lying to myself and it still works. It still still works. works. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's and that's the weird thing as you begin to try to engage some of these things consciously. A lot of these people are doing, you know, you're doing them unconsciously. It's they're not really advanced stuff. But once you begin to be conscious of them, mm. they they don't lose their magic. They actually become more powerful. Mm-hmm. You, they become more useful. You you end up with a huge bag of tricks to get yourself over um, whatever block you're experiencing. You know, as you're trying to move, as you're trying to produce. You're trying to be productive. You just encounter roadblock after roadblock after mm-hmm. roadblock, and each one maybe requires a different response. You want to have as many different possible things you can do to get yourself over that and to keep moving 
forward. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get into like uh, the more power steps, um, I'm always curious when talking with people who are productive, have you always been this way or did it kick in later in life or read a specific book or something? I tell a lot of stories in the book. It's going, I, I think people really enjoy reading it because you know, when you get a book and you're like, it's a nonfiction book and it's trying to be serious about something, mm-hmm. but they start the chapter with a story mm-hmm. and you're like, oh yes, yeah, a story. And that's like <laughs> the candy coated part. And then they stop telling the story and they start making their points and you're like, uh, you know, I guess I'll keep going. And then you, you know, you barely finish it and you're like, oh, I'm done with this. But then the next chapter starts with a story. Right. So I, I put a lot of stories in, illustrations or stories, lots of stuff. And cool. I try to describe this. I am answering your question. I, <laughs> I, I knew you were. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I have I, I tell a story right in the introduction about um, being in a college classroom and uh, taking this is like my first year, freshman year, first year of college in Chicago. And some professor, I don't even know what the class was, but he made us take this test. It was, I don't, I don't know what test it was. It was some kind of personality test, but it essentially had you answer all these questions. And then you plotted where you were with your scores on this like X, Y graph, kind of like you're in like trigonometry or something. Mm -hmm. And I just, it was this weird moment where my score didn't fit on the chart. Like it was like a little, like a little like grid of squares, X, Y. And I had to add two more squares off to the lower left corner then to make my mark on the paper. And I was like, well, this is not, (laughs) this is not voting well. Obviously, obviously something, I've done something wrong here. Then he tells us to go and sit in the classroom where we are on the chart. So I'm like super focused. I'm task oriented person. I'm introverted. I'm task oriented. I'm super focused on the task, ignoring everyone else in the room. Go to the desk that's the farthest in the corner away from the door, away from, you know, back back as far as I could. And then looking at the chart, I'm like, I'm going to have to move this desk. And it was like <laughs> World War II era metal desk, like the chair and the desk were attached to each other. Right. Like we were in like, you know, some like classroom from the 50s, like little kid classroom. I don't know. It was big. It was heavy. So I had to drag it across these hardwood. It's just making this huge screeching sound. I pushed it up against the wall. I'm doing sort of like a, a comparison of the chart. I'm like, it's not far enough, but I'm going to sit next to the wall and look out the window to where I should be. Whoa. And it's at this point that I look up and I look at the rest of the classroom. Not only am I the only person sitting in that quadrant out of the four possible choices, I've then spent you know, 30 seconds noisily moving myself further, further <laughs> every other human in the room. And they're all staring at me. Right. Like, and, and I didn't, at that point, I didn't really have the social skills to like make light of it and say something funny. Uh, so I just stared at the teacher as everyone else <laughs> stared at me. He's like, are you where you're supposed to be? And I gaze longingly out the window and I'm like, well, I'm supposed to be further this way, but the wall, you know, I'm like, is in my way. And, you know, there was just sort of like this silence, like my answer was not reassuring to the to the to the masses. Um, and he said, that's fairly normal for a group this size. There should be one of these guys. And he points at me and then he's like pointing out to the different people in the room. And he's like, these people, you know, these people come up with ideas. These people over here figure out how to do those ideas. 
these people back here, they just want to have a good time. They're party people. And like, but that guy, and he's pointing me, he's like, these guys do most of what actually gets done in the world, like 90%. (laughs) Whoa. I was like, okay. And so that kind of was like a pivotal moment in my life that helped me. It kind of crystallized in my mind as I, you know, was self-reflective and looking back over my life, like I was a doer, like I Mm -hmm. liked doing things and I seemed to be like, I I know now I'm like, if you guys are, if you guys ever taken a Myers-Briggs test, some people hate Myers-Briggs, but I I find it useful. You guys know this. I've taken that. I'm one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, the people who hate (laughs) Myers-Briggs tests. No, I haven't actually done it. They don't like it, but. Anyways, I, I've taken that test and I'm like an off the charts INTJ. So uh, INTJ, you said an IN, INTJ. Yeah, I'm the same. Well, that 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 does not surprise me, Tom. Uh, yeah, fair you, enough. Based on your entrepreneurial spirit and your ability to, to do things that other people only ever talk about. Yeah, uh, yeah. Absolutely. You flatter me. Right? I mean, well, it's true. It's true. I am Seeing not. An, I have not done the test. I am not an INTJ. <laughs> Yeah, one one of the other ones. So yeah. Anyway, so to answer your question, there is some sort of uh, thing inside my personality that makes me this way. Mm-hmm. Being introverted is a huge um, gain when it comes to productivity. For in some cases, being not 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 that being introverted um, has anything to do with your desire for sociability, like being with people, but mm-hmm. it just means you get your energy from accomplishing tasks. Mm-hmm instead of from hanging out with people it's just your brain is wired inversely or backwards from extroverted people that's a really cool way to see that because most people see uh when they say they're introverted it tends to come with baggage of like therefore i am lesser than you because i don't interact with people you know but the way you're saying it is like no introverts will find successes through doing things Mm -hmm. you know so that's that's a definitely that's a good thing yeah Uh, read the book quiet it does a really great job of talking about the neurology of, of introversion and um, yeah, it's, it has to do with tasks. It's, it's about, it's about, it has to do with energy levels with regard to either people or tasks. So my wife is super extroverted. She's energized by being with people mm-hmm. and she's drained by doing tasks and I am the inverse. And as long as I have enough energy, uh, I can do social things, but I will get tired and go look at a bookshelf right. after a while. It's just, you know, um, so yeah, being introverted, if you're introverted, you have an enormous advantage in terms of getting stuff done, um, at least neuro neurologically, mm-hmm. the, the, the deck is stacked in your favor, uh, in that regard. But the other elements, the social elements can be really hard. You, you can get, um, you can have really negative experiences with being bullied or whatever. Right. And, uh, I was like always six feet tall. Like I was like practically born six feet tall. So no one messed with me, but, uh, I, so I dodged a bullet there, but I'm sure I would have been just beaten mercilessly over and over again and then had really like negative baggage that would have maybe made it so I was less productive. Right, but right. beyond beyond the personality piece, there have been a number of books that have sort of increased that. Uh, one that I mentioned in the book is The uh, Four-Hour Workweek, which is just a huge uh, book for a lot of people. That was kind of unhealthy for me to read. It, it That's where you get the whole like, rocket strapped to the back right like, it gave me words for the things that i was doing and then allowed me to make them stronger right and that was you shouldn't just because you can do something you shouldn't always do it so there yeah. was some problems a few years ago did you develop ways to um 
taper your ambition because of that? Like just saying like, I really want to do this, but it's too much. Like how, how do you gauge what you can and can't do? It's hard because you get, you get, if you get a lot of momentum going, it's, it gets hard to stop. Mm -hmm. It gets really hard to stop. Um, and yeah, there came a point where I started having health problems. I was having panic attacks because I just got so many things going Mm -hmm. and I could handle them up to a point. And then it just got to be, I don't know, there was sort of a breaking point and it took me a while to actually learn to like slow down, just chill out and not, you know, not, um, just not accomplish as much, Mm -hmm. which sounds super stupid and weird, but, um, yeah, it can be a problem if you're accomplishing too many things, especially Mm -hmm. if those, you know, when you write an email, another email comes back usually, Mm -hmm. right? Like every time you hit something over the fence, stuff comes back at you, a lot of it, sometimes more. And so if you get too many things going, it it can be a, a huge problem. So now I have to be really careful and I can just sort of gauge emotionally Um, how I'm doing, if I'm feeling I'm doing too much. And at the end of the book, I try to help give some guidelines to, you know, if, if people are going to build this sort of big red button in their brain that they can push and go really fast. Um, you have to have the self-control not to push it all the time or you, you will burn out. Totally. That that can have lasting consequences. That's been a thing that I've been having to work on and get better at, especially in the past couple of years is just overcommitting and doing too much and then feeling horrible and having constant anxiety problems because of it. And, uh, yeah, it's good to hear that you, um, I mean, you're a person that I look up to with this stuff. And so it's good to know that you have gone through that as well. And (laughs) (laughs) that that's not, uh, that's not just me, you know? Yeah. Yeah, everybody has a breaking point, and you just shouldn't find it if you can help it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, raise, raise your there. awareness level, I, I suppose, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I yeah. imagine, like, because, I mean, accomplishments leads to rewards, so it must be very difficult when you're actually able mm. to push that red button. You're like, yeah, this is giving me money, this is giving me networking, this is giving me all these different things. Yeah. And to have to put the brakes on it for your emotional well-being is not something many people necessarily value that much right. if they're not well, aware yeah. enough. It also, like, it ends up, that your self-worth ends up being totally tied up in that too. Right. And so you get oh, to the point yeah. where you're like, if I'm not constantly accomplishing things, I am worthless oh. and that's not healthy or good. Yeah. Well, I feel that yeah, way too, huge. but I don't get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you, if you get, if you get going faster and your identity gets wrapped up in that and that's, especially if that's like socially, that's who you're known to be is mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. The guy who gets stuff done. Uh, and if you ever say, oh, I'm not going to do this thing, they're like, well, why not? Yeah. You could do it right now. And I'm like, I could, but I'm not going to. And that takes, yeah. Th- then you have the social pressure, uh, around that and identity. And you also, it's almost like an idolatry kind of thing where you, like you mentioned, like, uh, money and networking and there, there are rewards. People are productive because there are rewards. Yeah. Uh, rewards are awesome, but not if you are like literally committing human sacrifice to achieve those, those things, right? It's not worth your life. It's not worth your marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Your children finding that balance, uh, is, is more and more important than accomplishing that, you know, those other things you see a lot of really successful guys. Like, um, I don't know if you guys saw this probably you did the, I, I'm so happy about this and it's so stupid, but did you see what Elon Musk did? He launched a rocket into space that had a car strapped to it. 
Oh my goodness. I just find this so awesome. <laughs> I didn't actually see that. I, I just saw sort of a clip. So that's what he actually did? He put, okay, so he's built, he has a rocket ship company, right? Yeah. And he launched, for the first time, a private company has heavy lift launch capability. They can lift heavy payloads, mm -hmm. like a car, into orbit. And his rockets all come down and land themselves so he can use them again. Yeah, Except for yeah. one fell in the ocean. But any one that they get is a huge win. Anyways, <laughs> this guy, he puts his first ever Tesla Roadster, Roadster car, his other, his, you know, one of his other big companies, he's a really good marketer, this guy. He puts it in there. He puts a dummy in the car named Starman wearing a <laughs> spacesuit. He blasts David Bowie's uh, Spaceman song. I don't know what the name of the song is, that David Bowie song about being in outer space. He blasts that on the speakers. He put Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in a towel in the glove compartment wrote Keep Calm on the screen, and launched it to Mars. I mean, it may not get to Mars exactly, but I mean, this is just the most amazing thing. You can go onto YouTube right now and see a live feed of Starman circling the Earth. And he's got the top down on the car. Oh, my God. He's got his arm. He's got one hand on the wheel, and his arm is out the other side, like he's just chilling on the highway. It is the greatest <laughs> achievement. That's insane. It's one of the best things that's ever happened. Yeah. Oh, wow. Why am I talking about it? But well, but talk about a guy who's destroyed. Like he he destroyed his marriage yes. because he's one of those people Ooh, who just does not stop. Three, three marriages, right? His oh, really? First wife. Yeah, because he got he had married, normal woman, right? Normal woman, normal life, lots of kids, and then and then sadly that didn't last. Then he does like the rebound, marry like an actress thing. Yeah. That breaks up. They get remarried, and then they break up again. So it's just, it's sad because he works all the time. Yeah, like, yeah. Like a crazy man. And he's doing brilliant things and it's awesome. And I just, like, I, de I derive a lot of personal delight out of his accomplishment. <laughs> like people say he's like, you know, Tony Stark, like a real life Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. um, if you guys aren't nerds enough to know, everybody knows. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Know, oh, right? yeah. Yeah. We're on the same page. Everybody, everyone is a nerd now. Right? Yeah, we true. that threshold. That should be on a T-shirt. Everybody's a nerd now. <laughs> Everybody's a nerd now. Yeah. So, yeah. It's there's he's he's a great example. And then there's other guys. You know, S Steve Jobs or even uh, Jeff Bezos at Amazon. Like these guys aren't nice guys. They work really hard. They're kind of can be like narcissistic jerks, yeah. and they accomplish so much. But at what cost? Yeah. I mean, we get iPhones and and Amazon and and electric cars and rockets. Great. But there are children. I mean, you know, in some cases, these are fathers and they don't their 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 children aren't getting the time or attention that they would need. And that breaks my yeah. heart. Like that's kills me when when I see kids who don't get time with their dads that that they so want, you know, and then they grow up with that. That hurt, you know, that piece that's missing. So, yeah, it's great to be productive, but you can't you don't want to be committing you know child sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Is that at all included in your warnings? The like, don't your family sacrifice is your children. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, just in bold red letters. Uh, yeah, I don't go. I don't go quite that far, but yeah, there's there's some stuff at the end in terms of like, you know, connecting connecting with your family and and making priorities. So it's great if you can be more productive. If you can be productive with the goal of freeing yourself up to spend more time with your mm. kids. You know, I'm I'm spending nine months touring Europe with my family i'm with them literally all of the time it's way too much because i i should probably be alone sometimes but i'm never alone i'm, a, I'm, I'm it's you know it may have not been thought out all the way but 
doing this thing with our kids because we want the 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 work that I've put in to be extra productive leading up to this time um, allowed us to structure things in a way that we could do this with our kids and have this you know family bonding educational traumatizing <laughs> Stockholm syndrome experience together that you know bonds us just before they all become teenagers and become distant and surly. Right. So, you know, that's, that's the, that's the hope. So that for me, using productivity to be able to leverage ourselves into a position to be able to do something like this, um, that's a good goal, yeah. right? Set good goals for your productivity. Hmm. And then, and then, and then you, you find a healthy resting place if, if what you're being productive towards is, is bringing you closer to your friends and your family and your beliefs and, and not farther and farther away. Right. So that brings us to the end of the show for the week. Um, so Brian, do you want to remind people where they can find, uh, where they can find the book? Yeah. Scaryfastbook.com. That's probably the easiest way. Uh, cause that, at that point I'll probably just have that, that domain linking right to the book on Amazon. Nice. Um, and that's a lot easier for me than to spell out you know, some random Amazon <laughs> web address. But yeah, it'll be there. If you're listening to this on the Tuesday or maybe the Wednesday, it may still be there for free. And, uh, and yeah, you can, you can get a copy. It'll be it. If you're in Canada, I'll probably, here's where I have to say this. I'm probably going to link it to the U S site. And if you're in Canada, it's going to get angry and say, you have to switch to a different site. You, you may have some extra clicks in there and I apologize, but you know, forgive you gotta, it's... <laughs> gotta, I, I, I gotta cater to the U S U S yeah, people. But it sounds totally, I'd click a few more times to get this book and a really <laughs> great title, by the way. Oh yeah. I've had that. It's like you get an idea for a book or something and you write it down and then it just sits there for years. But I always, uh, yeah, I always really like that title. I like the idea. It took me a long time to come up with the cover. Mm -hmm. I did various iterations, but I, it's now it just makes me happy to look at it. Oh, that's the, that's the <laughs> best. Just, yeah. The danger, the danger that's about to take place. It's fun. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, guys, remember you can rate and review the show on iTunes and Stitcher if you like it. Uh, when we get to 10 Stitcher reviews, we're going to put out a bonus episode. So I think we're about halfway there right now. So if you haven't reviewed us on Stitcher yet, go do it. What are you waiting for? It takes like two minutes. It's very easy. Uh, subscribe to this podcast on your app of choice and share this episode with a friend who you think could use some productivity tips. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Down With Talking and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. I'm at Red Random. Brian, you on Twitter? Not really. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I, I, yeah, hold on. I it's I do have one. It's it's X, it's X Brian Stegner X. I think Brian Stegner was already taken. I had to put X's on extreme Brian. <laughs> yeah, it's a hardcore thing. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP Benson as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. And this show is produced and edited by Tom Zalat and I for the it's Upford me. Network. It is you. You can find out about all our great shows at upfordnetwork.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Brian. This has been super interesting. Indeed. Oh, it's been fun. Fun yeah. from Dublin. Oh, sweet. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your trip. You're actually the Thank third you. guest we've had Skype in from Dublin ever. That's kind of funny. Weird. You caught it. We're we're literally we're literally catching a a, a ferry to Wales. In the morning, I have to get up at like 4:45 tomorrow Oof. without my sunrise. Clock. Oh no! So, <laughs> Good oh luck. <laughs> Almost did it from Wales. Yeah, fair enough. Well, we wouldn't want to do it from Wales. So. No, Dublin, Dublin <laughs> is <God>. better. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll see again. you guys next week. Thanks, guys. Yes, come to see you.
Topics of High Importance, a podcast where we get high and explore food, science, gaming, pop culture, and beyond. Filled with super tangents, forgetful flubs, and that awkward kind of tension that can only be produced by a married couple. Topics of High Importance on the Upford Network. Join us, won't you?